The following is rated S for spoilers. Because you didn't want to be reminded He's using, of He's using all of us. Do you even know what the Victory Project actually is? Have you ever asked? Do you? Is that why you went out there? Hello and welcome to the Popcorn Hangover. My name is Alex. My name is Graham. And today we are discussing Don't Worry Darling, the newest film from actor-director Olivia Wilde, written by Katie Silberman, uh, sorry, screenplay by Katie Silberman, story by Carrie Van Dyke and Shane Van Dyke, starring Florence Pugh, Olivia Wilde, Chris Pine, and Harry Styles, among others, releasing initially September 23rd, 2022, with an estimated budget of $20 million. And a worldwide opening gross of thirty million nineteen point two coming domestically. Graham, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm yeah. doing good. Yeah, I'm excited to kind of jump into this and go over this one. Um, I say we were both, at least I, I know I was like relatively hyped for this movie. Um, sure. With you know trailers and even with like kind of when it was announced and like going through things like yeah, I was excited for this one. Mm-hmm. You know, just coming out and then finally getting the chance to see it. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. Like, I mean, yeah, let's just jump right into it. Graham, what were your thoughts on Don't Worry, Darling? <laughs> Yeah, so the funny thing is, is I did not, I didn't like it as much as I did, as I thought I would. I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. Uh Honestly, because I thought it was a different movie going into it than really what we got. I don't know why. Like watching the trailers and everything, it's it doesn't really like give you the sense of a different movie. I don't know. For some reason, I just, I might have been missing something Mm -hmm. or just didn't watch the trailers all the way through. I don't know. But it kind of like took a different poll, which I liked, but it was just different than what I thought. And so, like I said, it was a little thrown off by it, but overall, I really did like it. I held my attention for the whole thing, which a lot of, which I found recently, a lot of movies that we either go over or that we just go see can get so slow in certain parts that Mm -hmm. I, and I'm not like a pretty spastic dude, but I just lose all interest pretty quick in some movies. And this one I liked a lot. I was able to watch all the way through. It was intense in some areas. So Yeah. yeah, I liked it. So... This is going to be one of those scenarios where we we strongly disagree. <laughs> Did you absolutely hate this movie? I didn't. I didn't hate this movie. Um, I'll just jump into the critic reception because I, I feel like I feel like this kind of. I think this is a good representation of of like the two of us. Um, yeah. So Letterboxd has a three point two out of five stars. IMDb has a six point three, and Rotten Tomatoes has a thirty eight percent critic score and a seventy nine percent audience Ooh. score. Um, okay, and. I think there's a lot of reasons for that. And I think some of that is would kind of be like similar to, to like this dynamic here where yeah. like I'm I, I audience. Yeah. I care. Yeah. I care way, way too much about, <laughs> about movies. And like, I get real snobby. Whereas like, I feel like for you, like it's more just, I'm going to go and enjoy the, it and experience. Right. right. Yeah. Um, so I had a lot of issues with this movie. <laughs> um, you said that it kept your attention. I, I was so bored, like really so quickly. I, I feel like 75% of the movie was the first act. Like I understand, you know, that you have this whole mystery thing going on. I, I get that things are weird and things mm-hmm. aren't going right. I don't need you to do that for an hour and a half. Like I'm more interested in all of why it's going on. I don't care what's happening. I want to know why it's happening. You know? Okay. That's fair. I get that. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know. You said it kept your attention. Like, what what was it that was, like, keeping you engaged all the way through? I think, honestly, so I... This, it would be definitely... It's considered more or less... It's got, like, a suspenseful thriller kind of style, more mm-hmm. or less, too. Especially when you watch the trailers, that's definitely kind of what you expect going into it. Um, and that's kind of what I did. Uh, now, no secret on my side, I'm not a fan of horror movies. Yep. I don't do well with those. So... Mm-hmm not expecting this to be horror or like dark or anything like that to an extent. I, did I you just watch a trailer for this movie. No, I did. I did. You didn't think it was going to be like horror. I didn't think it was going to be like, here's the thing. The difference between, I'll, I'll give you a difference. I actually have a, I have a good split difference okay. between what my, what my take of like horror that I can't take. Yeah. Um, if it's like, uh, like demonic or like satanic, right. that type of shit. I, ca- I can't do that. I can't do that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it pushes me over a limit. Um, but when it's like these, like uh, my biggest example I always give is like the shining, like mm-hmm. Stephen King, it's a, a, a. I like that movie. It's a great movie. It's got like the suspenseful thriller type, but there's not much of like a like horror major jump scares kind of crazy craziness to it. Is it the whole point though that he's like psychological? He, he more is just like mentally Ill okay and that. So and so that's kind of like what I said. Like I could watch that over and over again, have no problem. Same thing with this. I could watch this over and over again, I would have a problem. But I think that's kind of like I mentioned. Like I expected this to be a little more 
crazier, I guess, in that sense. Of sure. like, I expected more jump scares. I expected more of like a darker tone yeah. to it. And so like when that didn't come for the first kind of while, mm-hmm. I was more or less like, yeah, what's happened? What's going to happen next? When is okay. that going to come? So that's okay. probably what hold my, held my attention most. But okay. still overall, I was able to enjoy the movie. Yeah. The majority of it. And yeah, I do want to make it clear. Like I still enjoyed my time watching it. Like it wasn't, for sure. uh, I don't like I'll, I'll use, I'll use your, your rating system. For example, like typically before we record episodes on these movies, like mm-hmm. I like to see things at least twice. Yeah. Um, and especially with a movie like this, where you have like a crazy plot twist and everything. Like I logically, I was like, I need to see this a second time, but like, I just, I could not force myself to go to a theater and watch, spend another two and a half hours watching this movie again. And um, honestly, the funny thing, I've got the same feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I, my, my wife wants to go see it again with friends, her mom, like people, I know several people have like, dude, have you guys seen this yet? I'm like, yeah, we already went. I, I, yeah, truly have no interest. Even if I was at home, this is not a movie. I would yeah. just turn on myself, um, which is weird because I did like it, but mm-hmm. not in that manner. I, I think I, I think I know why um, that is the case. Uh, and a movie like this, you know, you kind of come to expect, you have this weird thing going on, right? It's like, there's mm-hmm. like a mystery and then you get like little clues and inklings of ideas. Um, and then you have like this big plot twist at the end. It's like, Oh, it's all a simulation. Right. Uh, here's the thing. I actually I think it's a really interesting concept. Like, oh, it's an all, it's all a simulation, right? You have this, you know, man, like just controlling women. Like it's a really, it's a really big topic right mm-hmm. now. And it's, you know, I, I feel like that's a really interesting concept. Yeah. Um, just in terms of sci-fi and everything. Uh, but they didn't do anything interesting with it. Like mm-hmm. we could have explored that idea a whole lot. And that yeah. would have, that would have really kept my attention. Cause it's like, oh, how are you going to go about this? But they didn't, do anything interesting with it. Instead, all the interesting stuff was, Hey, something weird is happening. Uh, we're not going to tell you what it is until the right. last 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> but like, but with that plot twist, because they did nothing with it. When I imagine when you go back and watch it again, like mm-hmm. there's, there's nothing to, to, to see the plot twist exactly. is just so out of left field that it's like, Oh, okay. I, I guess that's what yeah. was going on. Right. Like there's no reward for a second viewing. Yeah. Um, and part of that is just like the plot twist happens at the end. And I think the perfect example of how to do this kind of idea, this concept correctly is a sixth sense. Uh, Cause in the sixth sense, we find out that Bruce Willis is actually dead. Spoilers for the sixth sense. If you somehow, um, I guess it's a little too late now. Yeah. Um, you find out that Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. And that's in the last three minutes of the movie, which is very some, which is a lot less time than what this movie did. Yeah. Um, but the difference is when you watch the sixth sense the second time, you can see, oh, wait, he didn't pick up the check or, oh, like he was already in the room and they didn't greet him. Like you can see throughout the entire movie that Bruce Willis is actually dead. So when they did do the plot twist, it made sense. Like all of the clues and all the things were there. And then it ends on the plot twist. And you're like, wait, what? I have to go watch this again with this movie. It's just stuff is happening. And then it's like, here's what it was all a yeah. simulation. Uh, have fun figuring out why that is <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, I get that. No, that, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Because even even with the ending, like walking out of that, I feel like there was so much more they could have touched on and, yeah, introduced and just gone with that easily could have had more than half of that movie on kind of that Mm -hmm. later side. I mean, like I did enjoy kind of seeing the whole, like that simulation style where it does kind of lead you on with that. That's weird. That's weird. But Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, like I said, I I was kind of expecting something to come through. So I was really locked in. Right. I mean, if you don't have that, yeah, it can. Yeah, I, I mean, and for me, I feel like it got really interesting, like when it ended. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah, the first thing I thought, like I was kind of like, I kept checking my watch, to, like see, you know, like you know where we were kind of at, right. like in the story and everything, and so I knew it was coming to an end. Uh, but it really reminded me of like Ready Player One, how like you know the third act of that book isn't yeah. even in the game. Like they get out of the game, right. and it's all in the real world, and they have to break in. You know, there's all like it wasn't even about the simulation that they were in. Right. I, I didn't actually connect the two dots that they're both simulations, but like Ray player one is the whole third act really isn't about the simulation. I mean, they right. do kind of go back there, but the real world. Style. Yeah. You go into yeah. the real world and you're seeing how all of this, all the mechanics of all this stuff is happening and why it's happening. And that's really interesting. Like yeah. pull her out of the simulation. I, I was so excited to see like 
are her there like red suit people in the real world that are going to come and murder her? Because apparently that's Some a chasing threat. her down. Right. Right. Did did she survive? What did she do next? Like did I was wanting to see. She's. I mean, again, spoilers this far for the movie. You know, her guy, our boy Harry, dies in the in the simulation. If he dies in the simulation, so he dies in real life. She just woke up next to her dead husband. That's unfortunate. Like, yeah, well, like, there's a lot to so unravel. Like, is she too, like, like, is she going to be blamed for murder? Like, do her parents exactly. know that she's still alive if mm-hmm. she's been in a bed this entire time? I was going to say, here's the thing: it could be months in here. Is she still a doctor? Has anyone looked for her? Or have they been like, right? Has she been kidnapped? Like, that's what I was running to because, like, how long could you be in the simulation that mm-hmm. she has literally no willingly? She was never. She would have never gone into it, right? And so, yeah, like, how much of your life did you just lose? There were actually several questions that I wrote down. Okay. That I, I, I just, I don't understand. <laughs> um, so, what was the point of the promotion? Like, that was a whole big deal. Like, he had to get mm-hmm. promoted, and he got the ring, and then he had mm-hmm. to do some monkey dance for some reason. Uh, that was horrible. That was so hard to watch. That was awful. Like, I but- just... Yeah, if if he's paying Chris Pine, like I don't know, is this like a, a like a new subscription level? Like so, I to so I much? took it as is so everyone because it, it also taps on too. Like like not everyone is not every wife is under control, and the man chose to have them there because you know like Bunny mentioned Shay, she chose to be right. there. So it's her husband. Does she even have? A, I don't even think she has a husband in the movie. I don't know. She, she just has she kids. Does. Okay, I don't know. But so like with that, like the. The person that's awake, let's go with the person that's awake in the real world and they have, they can go in and out. Mm -hmm. Like when the guys drive to work and they disconnect, they disconnect in the real world. He goes to work in the real world, comes back and just hooks up whenever he comes home from work. Correct. Okay. So, so I took it more or less as like, is he working like his promotion, like in the, in the simulation actually reflects like, is he not working for Frank and for like the, the victory company in real life? So he's like doing terrible work for them while keeping his partner in the simulation, making I things guess. like, I didn't know. Cause I didn't know if it relates like his job in the simulation is also his right. job in the real world. So that's why I, I mean, didn't know if it was that important. That's, that's an interesting headcanon. Unless but, it's just a, a thing again, to keep like, every guy like that wanting more and staying there, you know? Yeah. And quite frankly, that would have been a really cool thing to explore. Why didn't they do that? Um, yeah. If that was a point um, at the end, uh, Gemma Chan kills her husband, Chris Pine, and is like, yeah. I'm done with this. What did, I'm actually curious. What did that mean to you? Like, wh- what happened there? That's my question. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't I don't understand. Did she know that it was all a simulation? Like, was she under control, or was she, like, keeping these other women, like, under, like, keeping them under wraps? Like, mm-hmm. See, I took it as, so it seems like know? this can be a choice or it can not be a choice, one way or the other. So I'm thinking, for Correct. example, Frank and, and his wife. Uh-huh. They're both willingly being there. They're both on the same side of doing things. Frank is doing one thing one way. She's tired of it. He clearly messes up in the end. She kills him. It's her turn to run the simulation. She's going to do it better and also evil. Okay. Things stay evil. So things, like setting up a sequel is what you're Exactly. Saying. I had other people look at it as, oh, she's you know feminist. Like She's running. Quite, she's saving all the ladies. Quite frankly, and I mean, I'm a straight Which guy saying this, way. but yeah, I totally saw it as just like some real quick, we're going to do a feminist power move really quick for, mm-hmm. for no reason other than go feminism, which is fine. But yeah, like, no, good for them. No, but, but like, also, why, why did you do it that way? I didn't know because I'm like, if you were yeah. both there in the same side, like, I don't know what he would have messed up or if he was doing something that we didn't get to see or if he, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't or, know what was with that point. My next question, like what was, what was Chris Pine doing? What was, what is the victory project? Like Chris Pine was not a better casting choice. Um, and he we're going to dive into that amazing. a little more in the second yeah. segment, but yeah. like, he he was perfect for this role. I want to see more Chris Pine in this movie. He did so fantastic, mm-hmm. and he was such an intriguing villain. Like yeah. most of the villains, especially in a scenario like this where they're trying to keep these girls under wraps, they don't want to know what's going on. And he straight up tells Lawrence Pugh, like, "Yo, keep asking questions. I want to mm-hmm. see where you go with this." And he's openly telling her, "Yeah, like something's up. Something's yeah. not right." That's a super intriguing and interesting kind of villain. Yeah. Why was a he not even in this movie for more than like ten minutes? I want to see right. more of him because the best moments in the movie all have to do with Chris Pine. Yes. Um, yeah. And like what? Like what was what was his goal? What's the whole point of all this? What was the, the only point thing of the victory I could project? Because here's the thing: my connection was, you know, towards the end they hint like, "Hey, like they're poor, they don't have money." I'm sorry, I don't know how 
income works for doctors. I am curious at this point. Girl was doing full-on surgery. She was like, doctor, doctor. I think she makes money. I don't know. I don't think they would have been that struggling. But I could be wrong on that totally. So I don't know. But like, The point wasn't that they weren't struggling. The point was that she was never home. Well, yeah, because she worked a lot, and he just didn't have a... I couldn't tell if he was like, he'd he really have a job a thing, job. or he needed a job. See, that's how I took it, is like, he needed to thing. find a job. Like, yeah, did he have a job? Did he not have a job? And why so was this why not... This, this, this literally could right. have been a line of dialogue that would have explained so much more. I know, exactly, exactly, because I thought it was like a whole, like, maybe, like, Chris Pine, you know, Frank creates the simulation, and either the guys work in the real world or in the simulation... That, and they're actually creating weapons, so more or less they're trading like their labor to take over the world for Frank for this perfect life that they can have in a simulation. Sure. But that's the thing. I don't know. We don't know what the whole, because their whole chant was like, it's our world. This is our time. This is our yeah. world, whatever. What does that mean? Yeah, like, what, what world are, are you taking over? Yeah, because they're making their own world. So what does that mean? I don't know. Just, just rapid fire because we're spending a yeah. lot of time on this. Like, <laughs> what was the significance of the red airplane? Like, what happens when Margaret or whatever yeah. killed herself? Like, did she die in the real world or like they had to take her away? What, what happened there? Cause um, they said she was getting fixed up and she was fine, but I don't but know. But then she never showed back up. Exactly. Again, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Bunny could have been such an interesting character, like actually seeing someone who was willingly in the simulation and was lying to all of her friends faces yeah. about it. That could have been an interesting plot point. She could have been like that. That could have been a plot twist in yeah. itself of like, Bunny's on their side and she's like, wait, hold on. I know you're trying to stop this because it's bad, but like I need this because I'm my selfish reasons. Like mm -hmm. that could have been really interesting. What yeah. was the point of like the egg with nothing in it? What was why yeah. the 50s? Why the whole like club concert thing was really weird, <laughs> which tangent. Uh, <laughs> they were playing Sing, Sing, Sing. Yeah. By Benny Goodman, which is yeah. great, right? That's a big band piece. They were at like five people on that stage. Yep. And the five people on at one point there's literally like it's just trumpets playing and the trumpet guy is just sitting there dancing he's not even playing the trumpet the trumpet's not even to his mouth he's just like dancing around i'm like what are you doing you're supposed to be playing right now i know that no one else probably <laughs> noticed this but like it really bugged me yeah and they had a xylophone player who was just like rocking it and i was like i don't think there's a xylophone in swing sing 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 at least not one that's noticeable enough to have like all these shots of the xylophone player right anyway that's my uh nerdy jazz tangent for a no, second but it's one of those things that should be Especially when you pick like such like a classic style of like the fifties, and when you're you doing pick literally the any, jazz song yeah. that is in any movie or TV show Just you could possibly right. imagine that they would have a jazz song. Like "Sing, Sing, Sing" is the song that they use. Yeah, just do it right. And honestly, a lot of these questions, and this is an interesting thing that I I discovered. Um, so Katie Silberman did the screenplay. Um, okay. If you look at some of Katie Silberman's other work, she wrote. Uh, basically a lot of comedies. Um, she has an upcoming Marvel project. That's a Sony Marvel project. Ooh. That's unannounced. That's what it is, but she's writing something for Marvel. Uh, I know I recognize her name from somewhere, but I couldn't remember. Yeah. Where. Okay. Uh, but she's written like a lot of really cool comedies, which this is not a comedy. Uh, I'm all for people trying new things. And we'll talk about that also next segment. But like <laughs> yeah. uh, this was a major flop. And the thing that, that really kind of irks me um, is for uh, Carrie and Shane Van Dyke. Uh, this their, their spec script, if you don't know mm -hmm. how the kind of the process works, you write what's called a spec script, which is essentially you write a script that's just on your own, and then you yeah. send it to these different production companies to like to see if they want to get it made. Um, and their spec script was so good that it started a bidding war in 2019. Um, and instead of using that script, I mean, people love this idea. Yeah. They loved whatever it is that they wrote. Um, but instead of using that, uh, Olivia Wilde wanted to use Katie, Katie Silberman, which she used for uh, Booksmart and... I'm, I'm curious to see if like the Van Dykes had a, had done this better than Olivia Wilde and Katie Silberman did. I don't know, but like the story and the initial script idea started a bidding war. Like mm -hmm. people loved it and nothing, nothing came of it. I will never know what that original script really was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably not. I mean, maybe it'll get released or something. Uh, that would be great. I, I don't like complaining too much because again, I did, I didn't enjoy it. I'm just never going to watch this movie. And quite frankly, have this episode to ever think about it ever again. Yeah. Um, but Graham, while we were watching this movie, uh, one, one of the, one of the things that made, 
honestly, that kind of made me like really want to watch it again. The only thing that made me want to watch it again. Um, <laughs> we had a very interesting uh, theater oh. experience. And I say this every time. We need, we, we need a theme song, but it is time for snobby movie theater reviews. Graham. Gosh, dang it. Take I, it away. I have never, and I don't know why this didn't click for me sooner. Yeah. Because I was ready to die inside when it really hit me. But we were, we just got in, we had our snacks, we all sat down, ready for a good movie. You had a really warm soda with no ice? I, yeah, first <laughs> off, starting with that, yeah, there's like not even a, a line when we got there. Not even busy. They're not like Russian. Girl put two ice cubes in my drink. <laughs> also, apparently I got a large, the theater we went to, a large, I'm dead serious, like that big. It was insane. For, for, for our audio listeners, uh, he basically went from like his it chest to the top of It was a literal like head. 14, 15 tall inch, like inch tall it was drink. Massive. It was like huge. So I don't know why. But here's the other thing, just, just to sidetrack, because yeah. on this thing that people totally care about. So like I had a medium. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure the medium is shorter, but it's wider because it doesn't fit it's in the cup thick. holder. I know. So yeah. like, I think they're the same size. I, two, I, I feel like they have styles. to be the same size. It's just two different. Yeah. And when I saw you holding your drink, I was like, yeah, I'll get a large. Like, that's a solid amount. That was not a large. Didn't know that. So that yeah. was unfortunate. Mistakes so, were made. Yeah, anyway, had no ice in it. It was unfortunate. Got right up before the movie. Got that. But that wasn't, that wasn't the That wasn't part. the main thing. No, the main thing is we sit down. We're ready. You know, previews going, trailers going, all that great stuff. And there's just teenage girl after teenage girl passing us side by yeah. side, sitting in front of us, behind us, giggling, laughing, phones out everywhere. And I was like, I wasn't really paying attention until you like leaned over and you were just like, I wonder how many people know what this movie is. Well, that's I, what I'm saying. There were there were like quite a few. I'm not gonna lie, like young, like younger girls and like kids, like kids. And I was like, I wouldn't just like bring my kid to this necessarily. Except, I like I said, I thought it was gonna be a little more than it was. I guess, but still, there was also some things in this movie that I would not let my kids watch. Sure, just saying. I mean, it is rated R. Yeah, and so that's why I was just like, I was really shocked, and it didn't hit on me that the whole theater was just there for Harry Styles. Yeah. The grouping that this man has, the following, like I knew it was there. I've heard it. It exists. Sure. Great. But by, yeah, I, oh my gosh, I did not realize, like I was asking like someone like on like way back. I was like, so, cause you like, they liked Harry Styles. And mm -hmm. I was like, so like Harry Styles is still like a thing. Like I know he like went solo. Like, is it like a one direction thing or is it like just mm -hmm. him as a person? And they're like, Oh no, he's great. He's amazing. Harry Styles is the best. And I was like, Oh, I didn't realize that there was like, I didn't realize Harry Styles was still relevant. <laughs> I heard a song. I've heard, I know one song um, okay. that is just on Instagram, TikTok, everywhere. At the, um, okay. As it was, was it at something like that? So like, it's those know. three words. I don't know. Um, that, yeah, it's not a bad song. Not gonna lie. I listened to it. I heard it several times before I even knew it was his. Like, sure. Good for him. I mean, yeah, I have nothing but, against Harry Styles. I yeah. just, his fans need to learn how to, to react. They just need to learn to respect. My gosh, dude. Uh, any, any, any time he was on screen, there were like, just giggles and girls screaming. It was like a Beatles concert. Like it was oh just, Oh my gosh. And it was like a group, like one group, like audibly like would make a noise and then, then the whole theater would erupt everyone and everyone would, else yeah. would join in. And I'm just like, Oh my God. And dude, he like, I remember one scene, Ah, I don't even know. Like it was just when he was like yelling, like kind of towards the middle part of the mm -hmm. end after the dinner. It was a really serious Intense, moment. Serious and part of this movie. Frankly, Harry Styles was kind of killing it for he someone with great. zero experience. I know he honestly did good in the movie. Like I, I wasn't his biggest fan of the movie. I do think, an, I, I think it could have been different. Which we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, <laughs> but still, for what he did, it was it was good. It was good. But there was that one scene, and he is just angry. He's yelling. He's getting into it. And he got into it, and these girls are laughing because they just can't take. Mr. Cute old Harry Styles losing his mind as an actor because he's he's not Harry Styles. He's whatever his name is in this. Uh, um, I can't remember. I didn't care enough to remember. But they all have basic names like John or something. Yeah, I know. know. And so that's why I'm just like I. It ruined for me. I know for a fact. Like I was about to get up and say something. If it wouldn't have just like if I wouldn't have just been laughed at in all honesty. Like I would have done something. It just yeah. It was horrible. It was it was tough. Uh, I don't know. It got it got to a point. Because again, I wasn't I wasn't as invested in the story as you were. Like there were mm -hmm. some points where I did was just like, "This is so ridiculous that people are acting this way." It. Or yeah, that I was just like, <laughs> like I couldn't help but just be like, "What is happening right yeah. now?" Yeah, because the first few times, like I remember, I'd look over and I was like, "Because every time I look over, it's either a like I'm gonna freak out because I don't like this stuff, or it was also just like, okay, like what the heck? Like people are just <laughs> laughing, losing it." Yeah, but. moments like yeah, the serious moments were not okay. Um, 
there was another moment that w- we're going to talk about that mm-hmm. was like, especially just like, it was supposed to be like yeah. a big twist. And then every oh, gosh. And naturally everyone was just disgusted by what they saw. And they made it very clear to everyone in the theater. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. It was, oh. it, yeah, I, I think that wraps up Snobby Movie Theater Reviews. So do you have anything else to say about that? Other no, than, no, that uh, was Harry. Yeah, this normally normally I am all for big theaters, big experiences with you know yes. lots of people. The cheering, the clapping if, when it's the right time. If, if you if you're not a Harry Styles fan, I would suggest going to like a three o'clock matinee. Go when, whenever school could be in, whenever any sure. teenage girl would That's be in school. That's another problem. We did, we did go in a college town. Opening which night, I college think was, town, uh, that late night showing, yeah. It, it's, a bit of a mistake. Definitely. But it's fine. It was, it was still a fun movie. Graham, do you have any final thoughts on Don't Worry Darling? I, like I said, liked it. Not enough to watch it again, but it yeah. was a good movie for what we sat through. Yeah, I... Wild experience. I was about to say, I don't have any complaints. I have a lot of complaints on this movie, <laughs> um, actually. Uh, but yeah, I... It, it was it was a fine movie if you're into any of this any anything like that and you haven't seen it for some reason then yeah sure go you can watch if you want to uh live your life yeah uh but here's the thing <laughs> um you liked it more than i did uh when i was going through the box office numbers again for audio listeners graham graham made a face he was not very impressed by those numbers uh given there's there's still time these are all estimates but definitely um we're gonna be asking the question was question was don't worry darling destined to fail because quite frankly i mean i have a whole lot of issues with it uh graham's got some issues with it it didn't do so it's not looking like it's going to do too hot in the box office so we're going to dive in and ask ourselves was it destined to fail why is it failing or are we just saying random stuff to get you to click on it are the only ones that didn't like it yeah who knows um i don't think so but uh (laughs) find out next segment We are back discussing don't worry darling um or should we say please worry darling because uh well someone didn't do that and we got this movie yeah 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 <laughs> yes we did yes we did uh so yeah we we kind of dive into a lot of our overall thoughts but quite frankly i think this movie was destined to fail from the beginning uh for for a few reasons um and one of one of the first things that that I noticed right off the bat, mm-hmm. um, and maybe it kind of made the rest of my experience a little on a lackluster, uh, was Olivia Wilde was maybe not the best choice to direct a movie like this. Um, what? Uh, I don't want to say she did a bad job. Uh, this is her second feature film. Uh, her first was Booksmart, which is a teen coming-of-age comedy. Mm-hmm. Um so very different than this. And like I said last time, I'm, like, I'm totally open to people trying new things. Yeah. Go for it. You're not going to know until you do it. Um, and Olivia Wilde did do a really good job with a lot of creating suspense and things like that. But like, yeah, this movie felt, it felt really big. Like if you look at the cast, um, like it felt like they were trying to do something really big and they were also like, this is a really interesting idea. So like, there's a lot of stuff they could, do with it and place mm-hmm. they can go um but i feel like olivia wilde was just i almost want to say amateur maybe that's snobby of me to say like oh only like francis ford coppola and damien chazelle should make movies but like imagine I, if dude oh. um i don't know i just some of it just <laughs> felt really amateur to me yeah. and one of like the first things i noticed right off the bat um she did a really good job at building suspense and like hiding like the victory project or like portraits of chris pine like there were all sorts of little things yep. and then the first time we see chris pine we just see him like walk up and he's just like staring at everybody at their house like there's all this mystique of like oh who's chris pine what's he up to he's this big guy and then he's just like he's just hanging out on his balcony like yeah whatever yeah uh, which totally ruined the suspense like oh that's that's him he's right there and he's yep. just a normal dude watching yeah there was zero like build up to like his reveal and then his first scene was fantastic where he's just like oh my gosh, going through and monologuing and gosh. it was like terrifying, but also inspirational and interesting. Um, yeah. And like it, it was almost there. The perfect thing that she could have done was do one big wonder, which I mean, 
if you listen to this show, that's the key to my heart. If you have a really good long take, <laughs> you're you sold. Win. You're sold. You're, you're the best. Yes, yeah. I love it. Um, and <laughs> they were longer takes, but yeah. then they would just be. I don't know if they just never got a good cut of it, or maybe it just didn't work in the edit. But like they would just cut randomly to like the crowd reacting, and I just would have loved it if they used the camera to to do that naturally because the whole idea is that he's this big figure, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it would have been way better, you know, just using film theory and everything. If the camera didn't cut, you're not blinking. You can't turn away. You're dead set on him. Make us do the same thing by don't cut. Um, There's a a really great book uh, called In the Blink of an Eye. And it's one of the points that's made. And it's like, people are totally fine. Like people have issues with films not being realistic, Mm -hmm. but the whole idea of a film is like, you're cutting between things. Why is that? Okay. But if you think about it, like we live our lives blinking, like blinkings are a biological version of making a cut in a movie. Um, and it's a really great book. If you're interested in filmmaking, you should definitely (laughs) read it. But like they could have done the opposite there and been like, no, like we're not going to let you blink. We're just going to let it focus. And they could have done some really cool camera movements and they could have naturally showed us the audience as he's walking around. And like there, there was a lot of potential here to do some really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just feel like, I don't know if it was a budget limitation because it 20 million isn't, amazing we talked last week i mean marvel gives their shows per episode 25 million dollars right so they're they're not working with the biggest budget in the world it is technically still indie they're have these big name actors who are probably eating up most of that like right there's lots of constraints and things that could have been going on behind the scenes and again maybe it just that just they tried it and it just didn't work Mm -hmm. because some of it was shot kind of like a runner um but i don't know i i just wonder if olivia wilde was the best choice to direct this movie I'm going to say no. No. Okay. Yeah. Good. Enough. I don't personally, I don't, do you have like a, who would, who would be your best pick? Do you have someone you'd throw out? I don't, I mean, I don't have anyone in particular mm-hmm. who would do great. Uh, I never, I mean, I never really thought about it. Instant reaction. If they played a little more with, um, time, Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Nolan could have been an interesting choice. Um, Olivia Wilde did say in an interview that her two inspirations for this movie were Inception and The Truman Show, uh, which I can definitely see. One of the top comments on that, though, is like her inspirations were Inception and The Truman Show, and she gave us this. Like she, her her inspirations were yeah. two really great movies, and we got this movie. Um, which yeah. I mean, I guess that's a fair point, but. Yeah, it, I don't know. There's, I yeah, whatever. I'm just gonna move on from that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so those are her inspirations. Christopher Nolan could have done something interesting, Definitely. I guess. I don't know. I can't think of too many mm-hmm. suspense movies off yeah. the top of my head. Um, second thing that I think was interesting was casting. Um, I've said before, like whenever I see an all star cast like this, yeah. I get a little scared because it's like, what are you? What, what are you trying to hide? Yep. You know, like I feel like it's always, it's always one or the other. You're going to have your A-list cast and your B-rated movie mm-hmm. or vice versa where you get a great movie. And this isn't all the time. This isn't universal now. Right. But in most cases, when, when you push a cast like this, like this cast was wild. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. But also I feel like if you put some kind of no names in there, like Chris Pine, absolutely 100%. No one should have ever been ever else been considered for that role throw in a no name like someone new throw in someone with promise and like just recommendation from other people that might have been able to just kind of blow up from this nothing wrong with that especially in a movie like this that didn't have too much of a high it wasn't being held up to really any high expectation especially over the course of the making of it that Mm -hmm. i you know well and i don't know if I mean, I agree with what you're saying. I feel like mm-hmm. we should introduce like more no-name actors, but I also can't imagine any of these roles being played by anyone else. Um, maybe with the exception of Harry Styles. Definitely, no, definitely, definitely. Yes. Which and for what he did, and like I said, kind of mentioned in the first half, like for what he portrayed and gave us, he was honestly great. He did better than what I expected. He to did. See. He did better than what I expected. Yeah. But there were a few decisions that he made that I was a little confused mm-hmm. by particularly the fact that again, this is something I had to ask someone like Harry Styles is British. Hold on. Uh, I'm so why, yeah, why did he not just use his normal British accent? Why did he have to use a really 
bad fake British accent. Right. When he's already British. Which also, why is he supposed to have a British accent when this is supposed to be like a 50s America vibe? Exactly. I literally, <laughs> and I didn't even, for it was some so reason, distracting. I legit, I swear on it, I thought that man had a fake American accent like Flo. Yes. In the first half. And then when the doctor, when they're sitting there and he's like, what do you Brits say? And I was like, I was like, who's British here? And then from that point on, that's all I could hear him as was like a rough British accent. And then I was like, wait, he actually is British. Why is that that rough? And I was so thrown off by that for like the rest of the movie. And I was like annoyed. And I was like, there's no chance. And I asked people that too. I was like, was he using an accent the entire time? And everyone's like, yeah, he's British. And I was like, there was no American accent in the beginning. And they're like, no, not for him. And I was like, I... Bro, I mean, yeah, I I just thought it was a really bad American accent because he didn't know what he was doing, and then I kind of yeah. the same reaction as you because I was like, I thought he was British. I don't know. That was yeah. a really weird decision. I don't know if that was yeah. like Olivia Wilde was like, "Hey, you should do this," or if he was just like, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my acting chops on and I'm gonna do a fake accent." I with, when I'm supposed to be speaking the accent that I naturally speak. And see, I don't know. I feel like he, from what I've heard. I feel like he might have had a little more leeway with what he gave us and had to do necessarily. Okay. Uh, Why do you say that? Well, I I feel like it's it's pretty well known. A big thing of what this movie got in the beginning was a lot of, uh, I don't know, not publicity. I mean, a there's, publicity a lot of, there's been a uh, lot of controversy. Controversy, um, yeah. I'll say I, I don't really, I try to stay away from the whole celebrity whatever. I just don't really care. Uh, Grammar, on the other hand, you've been... You, you you've been following this pretty closely, although you honestly you don't not like super closely. It. I don't. Here's the thing: is I have nothing wrong with admitting it because, like, the thing is, like, I'm not like I don't. I legitimately, I think, besides maybe, and this will come back to. But I follow follow Jason Sudeikis on mm-hmm. Twitter, and I think Flo uh, Florence uh, Pooh on Twitter, and because I follow the two of them, a lot of my timeline got the majority sure. of this. Um, but a lot of it is when it comes to the Harry Styles portion of things. Uh, there was rumors he was with director Olivia Wilde kind of on and off as like some love interest, like IRL for a while. Um, Mm -hmm. And that led to what a lot of people are saying, him getting the role after Shia LaBeouf, who was uh, going to portray that initial role Mm -hmm. beforehand. And he uh, quote unquote, either way you look at it, it was either fired or he left. Uh, It's stories from both sides. And, after that, then Harry was kind of given the role and everyone's like, yeah, he was just handed the role because mm-hmm. he was with Olivia, which a lot of people are like, yeah, cool. So sure. that's why I'm like, Makes I feel sense. like a lot of times she probably wasn't too strict. With I don't know. I could be wrong. It's just, that's kind of how I took it as is like anything he's doing. He just literally just probably showed up and did. And they yeah. were like, oh, beautiful. Great. Like, cool. Which you're it's good. Just, it, that's really unprofessional from it, a director. 100%. Standpoint. And oh my gosh. I understand yeah. Florence Pugh had some issues with, all like just the way that Olivia Wilde was acting. Yeah. Yeah. Primarily um, because of that. Yeah. From her take, she, I, which I can't remember. I think she either was like either just from her own stand of like self-respect and her own views of, she didn't like the idea that with, uh, when Olivia was with Harry and they were like apparently doing their little love affair or whatever, she was technically still with Jason Sudeikis. Mm-hmm. And so she it was more like cheating. She was having an affair with Harry. Yeah. Um, and then they, you know, Jason served her. They got divorced and, or are getting divorced, whatever it might be. But then Flo, Flo was like, yeah, I that's, they were ever married. Were they never married? No. Okay. They he, just split. He, he served her for custody. Okay, cool. Okay. I didn't know. That. Like I said, I'm not too detailed. I don't know part, anything about this. And here I am correcting you. On- I was going to say, you know more. I'd say <laughs> from that point, I just know I he served her at I, one point. I just happened to know that. And <laughs> because they did split. And then Flo was like, yeah, it's kind of effed up that you were like, cheating on him with Harry during that time while trying to do all this and letting Harry into it. So she has had some say in a lot of this where she has been, I want to say she's difficult to work with. Like she did what she needed to do from an actress standpoint, but from yeah, personal I mean, views, she wasn't. Yeah. I, I wouldn't blame Florence Pugh. I, Not I mean, at all. it's especially with a movie like this where things get really intimate and uncomfortable for Gosh, an actor potentially yeah. like, especially for her with what she, yeah. With, with, yeah, she absolutely knocked out of the park with it. I yeah. can't imagine anyone else playing the role, but like, no. I, I could definitely feel like, yeah, I, I can understand why it would be super uncomfortable and just like, yeah, just, it's just so unprofessional on set, really. Yeah. I, there, and I don't know if that, that was the case. I can just see it getting really unprofessional yeah. on set, potentially. Definitely. Uh, I do personally, I would have, I would have freaking loved to see Shia LaBeouf 
play mm-hmm. that role instead of Harry, I think he would have done better just because he yeah. is by far way more experienced. And especially in a role where I guess he's not necessarily mental in a state, but him trying to want that control and get that control and then at the end lose sure. that control and kind of freak out. Oh my gosh, that would have been so freaking good mm-hmm. to see coming yeah. from him. And I've been going back and forth on it. Cause I feel like for like the most part, like I think Harry Styles was an okay choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I almost wonder if Shia LaBeouf would have been better solely from a typecasting standpoint, just with, you know, the general public kind of knowing his history and the things he's been through. Like, I almost wonder if it would have worked better solely because we could have caught on to Shia LaBeouf just because we know who he is, right. if that would have changed the experience. Um, and the reason I say that is like, I'll go back to WandaVision. Um, the reason that they had Evan Peters play Quicksilver yep. Yep. was not as everyone thought to connect the Fox universe to the MCU. Um, it was because how else do we fully explain and have the audience relate to Wanda when she sees Evan Peters and immediately recognizes it as her brother when yeah. it's very clearly not like that. That was a very genius and very, quite frankly, a really creative way to, to make the audience yeah. relate to Wanda. Um, I'm still a little ticked off about it. Cause I was hoping <laughs> it would mean something else, but like, yeah, I have yeah. to give the, the directors a lot of credit for that. And I almost Definitely. wonder if something similar could have worked with Shia LaBeouf. If we saw a really nice cleaned up, super fancy Shia LaBeouf doing his thing. And it's like, Oh, this is different. We haven't seen this in a while. Mm-hmm. And then when we do get, you know, the real world stuff where he's supposed to look like a loser, I, I he feel like Harry Styles was, was like just told, Hey, act like Shia LaBeouf. That's all I saw yeah. when I saw those, uh, like those shots and, and it was, Oh my gosh, terrible mustache. And I kind of want to jump into that yeah. here in a minute. If we can, I Go just, cause it. when they were doing, I don't know what they told him or how they told him to act, but his, I just overall writing was dog water. This guy, mm-hmm. like in that scene, like she, like I said, she's a doctor, she's a surgeon. She comes home. She's tired. She's had like a 12 hour day, whatever she says. She gets home and he's just at his computer watching conspiracy theory videos. And he's like, well, I'm hungry. I haven't eaten. And I was like, is he telling her to like make him a sandwich or something? I was like, no. And then he's like, well, he's like, I was just going to, I was going to wait for you. Cause I know you get off late. And she's like, well, you didn't like, you didn't make dinner. And he's like, well, I just didn't know what you want. And I was like, bro, like you could have done anything. Like, shut up. Like they just, well, that was the point. And that's why I feel like, sorry for him. I was just that's like why more his, or less annoyed. That's why his fantasy was that he'd come home and she would have a drink ready for him. And yeah. she would make him dinner. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, like I, don't get me wrong. That, it was, but, it was terrible acting and it was terrible dialogue. And plus throwing all the freaking girls in our theater. Dude. He So he comes on. Yeah. He's looking like a loser, like a bum, long hair, bad mustache, looking rough, like, hasn't showered in a month or so. And every girl in that theater just could not fathom Harry Styles looking that way and just giggled, like giggled, not like, uh, just like, a, I don't know. Like, some of it, some of it was, there was, oh there was a gosh. few moments but of disgust there, but the, 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 the unfortunate thing is there was a few moments. There should have just been like one, like, yep. You see him for the first time. You're a little appalled, whatever it might be. Get that Anytime out. Anytime he was on screen, every single time it cut to that man's face or he was on the screen. It was some sort of noise. Yeah. Every time. And I was like, guys, it's the same. Nothing's changed. What is different from the first time to this time? And it was the whole, like, whatever that five, six minute clip was of that little backstory montage. It was just nonstop. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, I hated that. I was about to lose it. Yeah. I'm I, losing it now. <laughs> I, I could, yeah, I, I could tell just thinking about it. You're about oh. to, like, flip the table or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I wonder what it would have been like with Shia LaBeouf um, yeah. over Harry Styles. Uh, this has been a long segment on casting, uh, but I will also say like <laughs> Florence Pugh and Christopher and Chris Pine, Christopher Pine, Chris Pine um, <laughs> pulled the legal name. My gosh, <laughs> Christopher Robert Pine. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, they they did fantastic in in oh my god in this film, and quite frankly, like I feel like one of the greatest sins of this movie is how underutilized uh, Chris Pine was. Like yeah. the scenes between those two are the only things I really remember about this movie. Yeah. They were so standout. They were so well done. The chemistry between the two of they were, it was so intense. Her fighting and him wanting it, her to fight harder. And like, it was just a every, every moment. It was so oh intense. My gosh. And it was full of suspense of like, so what's going to happen. Like if she says something, what happens is next? Gonna be is thrown, he gonna right. Do, yeah. There was so much there that like, I was just craving. And I feel like the greatest sin was just underutilizing Chris Pine. I, I said earlier, mm-hmm. he's in the movie for like 
I feel like 10 minutes of screen time is generous. Yeah. Um, he just, he was never there. And I would understand it if there was supposed to be a point of like, again, of like mm-hmm. there's, we're building suspense. We're trying to build him up to be yeah. the scary guy. And they did try to build him to be a scary guy, but then just immediately said like, there was no payoff for that right. build up. Well, it's like in the beginning, before we see him, you know, we have the, there was this new couple that joins the simulation and they're all being introduced. And he's talking to some of the guys and the guy, he's like, Oh, I can't wait to talk to Frank. And he's like, but he's like, you're more than lu- you're lucky enough just to be at his house, let alone talk to him, let alone be near him. Mm-hmm. If you ever see him, then you're lucky. Like they made it seem like he, yeah, he. And every time you see Chris a, Pine, he's like just, just hanging with, chill, hanging with everybody dude, else. Yeah, like no <laughs> weird. Yeah, that's higher a good point. Power style, and I was just like, I expected, yeah, more of that. And then he's like, oh, you actually got him to come to his house, and I, yeah, dude just showed up to his house, and they had dinner party, yeah. and and that's just like quite frankly, like, that's just bad writing. Like, yeah, I just I. Yeah, I I just can't forgive how awful the writing is. And the reason, <laughs> and it's unfortunate, because like the reason I always include who wrote it is because I feel like they deserve a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. The director obviously, you know, does a lot of stuff, but I feel they like have the writing, say, but the director can't do anything exactly. unless they have a script, right? And right. so that's why I like to include that. I feel like writers are one of the most, um, one of the most important, but also one of the most like unsung yeah. of of a, a film crew and there's tons of people we could mention, but that would take forever. No one actually cares. Uh, <laughs> but this is one of those cases where like mentioning the writer would is like vital just because I, it was really bad, which yeah. is unfortunate. Cause I like to, I like to give them credit for the good things that they're doing. Um, yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on casting? I, I kind of, like I said with Harriet, like, and when it comes to everyone, like, Flo did amazing. Chris Pine did amazing. Honestly, Olivia Wilde as Bunny did incredible. I mean, Olivia Wilde's she a fantastic actress. Was awesome. I don't think I've actually seen her in anything else unless she was just there and I had no idea. And all honestly, I knew the name. I've never seen the face. Really, before this movie, gotcha. I couldn't have told you who she was. So um, I could have seen her in more. I honestly don't know. But like for what the cast had and the way they did it, like for example, Nick Kroll, I love the guy. He's had some mm-hmm. shows and things in the past that are just hilarious. He's overall just a really funny guy. And even his character that had some more serious notes was great. He was yeah, awesome. Like, fantastic. Everyone Jim in this Sheehan movie was also fantastic. Yes, everyone in this movie really gave their all. It's just, I wouldn't say anything to do with the casting was necessarily wrong, except for like I said, the Harry and Shia LaBeouf. And that again, even then, switch. like Harry wasn't, Harry Styles was not the worst decision in the world. No, I, I, it definitely worked. It right. still, it was still fine. I think I, with better writing, if, if I directing. didn't know that Shia LaBeouf was a potential the original option. candidate, yes, uh, I probably wouldn't be saying anything about exactly. it. Exactly. Quite frankly, 100%. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Dialogue was just, yeah, dialogue. If that was and better and directing might've been a bit better. That's yes. all I can say. But other, besides casting, the cast was phenomenal. Everyone did great for mm-hmm. what we got. Yeah. I, I, Reason I ask, I was starting to jump ahead a little bit. Yeah. Because uh, I'm talking about the writing, and quite frankly, uh, just this structure is so just <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big structure guy, and I know that no one really cares about it, but I do, and it's my podcast, so I'm going to talk about it. I have the microphone. Um, here's the thing I said it earlier, like the first act is like 75% of the movie. Yeah. Um, and I can't like checking my watch because like I really like to see like at what point in time do you like the inciting incidents or like where's yep. the end of the first act? And I kept trying to find it and it just it just kept going. It kept showing me like, yes, weird mm-hmm. things are happening. Weird things are still happening. Weird things are still happening. Yeah. Look, more weird things. Mm-hmm. Which uh, when I was watching, I was like, I wonder if this is like it's only been like twenty minutes and I feel like it's it's you know, No, it was through. like No, that was the full it was like an hour and a half hour of, and just, half of, of, that of just of just stuff movie. kept happening, and she <laughs> didn't know what was happening. And like, I get it. I I understand things are happening, yep. and it's weird. I want to dive into why, and that could have been so much more interesting. Um, and I just feel like there was way too much focus on trying to shock the audience mm-hmm. than there was on like actually letting anything happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I feel like they went in went into this and said, "Okay, I have an idea." You know, there's this weird stuff, this WandaVision stuff is going on, and at the end, it's going to be this big reveal, yeah. and, like, she's going to get out, but it's like, oh, is, did she escape? Did she not? Like, it's going to be this whole thing. And on paper, that sounds, I don't even say on paper, verbally, explaining that, pitching that idea sounds great. <laughs> but when you when you actually try to execute it, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't work. The ending, I think, is one of the biggest issues I have with it, is it, you know, just it's just all over the place. And I'll dive in quickly in Damon Chazelle and how he crafts amazing endings with La La Land and Whiplash. Um, I think Whiplash is probably the best example. Like, Definitely. 
you're you're seeing all this build up and he you know the whole movie he's going through this journey and he gives up drumming and it's all over um but then he gets the opportunity to do it again and so it's like this hero moment it's like in every sports movie like oh yeah i'm gonna go rise up i'm gonna take the sticks back i'm gonna overcome this thing and then right as you get to where the climax should be where he achieves his dream it all goes to crap and he realized he didn't have his music and his life is ruined now. And then he has to rise up again. And so you get like a fake climax and it goes back down and you get another climax that keeps you engaged. Cause yep. you're like, Oh, I thought those was ending. Oh wow. We still have more to go and it's intense and then it's amazing. And then, it ends. then you don't know what happens next. Yeah. And yeah. then the story ends where the story should end. Um, and that's cool. But like if, I guess the whole point of this story was that she was trying to get out. So I guess it would make sense for the story to end with, with her, her escaping, but because nothing happened, like I don't, like, really, I don't care if she escapes. Like, yeah. for all I know, she deserved it. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I mean, I don't think she did, but like, I don't, we don't know any information about anything. There's exactly. no, there's no interplay between any of the characters ever going on. And so like, we get this climax and then it just ends. And then like, what am I supposed to do next? Like yeah. the movie ended and we had a very vocal audience and like someone literally just went, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> they were just like, hold on. That's the end of the movie. And it's just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm ranting, but it was just, it was just so frustrating that like there's just all this buildup to literally nothing other than, Hey, here's a shock. He didn't, but you didn't see that coming because we gave you literally no clues as to what it was, what was actually going on. We just kept having things happen. Yeah. That's my, I wish I I agree. I wish we would have seen like a part of me even thinks like when she kind of towards like the middle I want to say probably the middle after, but when she does kind of, she gets to the desert and she kind of escapes a bit and she is getting out that Mm -hmm. first time, but we don't realize she's getting out. What I would have done to see her wake up in bed, like tied down like she was, realize kind of what was going on, and then Harry jumping her back in, them kind of frying her mind like they did. Absolutely. We would have been... Because we would have been like, what the heck is going on? That would have thrown us no, off all for a Totally. Like, and they give us the backstory later. Yeah, instead of giving us this crazy, like, psychedelic sequence that, yes, made me confused and made me curious about what was going on, yeah. do that. That would have had the exact same effect, but yep. it also would have given me clues as to what was happening. So as I'm mm-hmm. watching it, I could say, oh, wait, I could try to figure out the mystery. Because when you're yep. watching the movie, like, that's what... That's what keeps the audience engaged. That's what makes your movie memorable is I want to guess what's happening. I want to try to put the pieces together. Exactly. Yeah. That idea is fantastic. Why you should have written this movie. You probably would have done a better (laughs) job. Quite frankly, Graham, do you have any final thoughts on don't worry, darling, or why it was destined to fail? (laughs) Was it destined to fail? Do you think? I think this is probably the biggest example of the most unfortunate events and things that Mm -hmm. could have gone on in the process of making and filming. And yeah, marketing i mean yeah like i said like this for them to get the spec script started estimated budget i say Mm -hmm. for them to get their estimated budget this weekend genuinely surprised me that surprised me so i i'm surprised the only thing i think that will carry them further is going to be the harry stands sure and and, uh, again the these are early estimates we're recording this episode a little earlier than normal so we don't have like final numbers like these are just guesses based on what we found based on what's being released in polls and stuff so yeah yeah. Yeah. Other than that, like I said, decent movie. Go see it for yourself. Try not to get in a theater with girls. Other than that, you probably won't ever watch it again. Yeah. That <laughs> that kind of sums up my thoughts. Yeah, I I'm I'm a little disappointed. I was really looking forward to it, but you know it is what it is. I'm just gonna try to forget that this ever happened. Uh, <laughs> you've been listening to the Popcorn Hangover. We've been discussing Olivia Wilde's new film. Don't worry, darling. I'm Alex. That is Graham. What were your thoughts on Don't Worry, Darling? Did you like it more than us? Are you a Harry Styles stan? Let us know over on all the things: Instagram, TikTok, Patreon.com/slash The Popcorn Hangover. And yeah, that's all I got for you. Yeah, we will see you next week. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>